0: This is Turn on the Jets Film Room, your weekly extensive breakdown of New York Jets X's and O's. Now, here are your hosts Joe Blewett. Stop route in the middle, curl. I actually like to throw from Dawn. Maybe I want to see him get rid of the ball a little bit sooner as he sees the soft coverage, but I like how he leads him outside. Great freaking snag. That's a snag, man. And former Texas Tech All American, current Arena League coach. And the hero of the Monday Night Miracle, Marcus, Marcus Coleman.
1: Coleman. That is off Coleman. Again by Coleman. You got to hand it
0: to Marcus Coleman. He made the play earlier to pick it off in front of Gadsden, and then he
1: read the eyes of the quarterback here. That interception is his third of the game, and that ties a Jets team more.
0: On Turn on the Jets Digital. And you are listening to another edition of Turn on the Jets Film Room, a 20th edition of a episode that I have no idea where is going to go. Um, I'm going to warn you now, I don't plan on cursing too much, but I think it would be safe if you have kids who you don't want to hear or you don't want to listen to some curse words. I would uh, hide them from the radio or wherever you're listening and appreciate or watching whatever um i just i i don't imagine anybody's gonna be able to hold back a little bit this episode because this is one of the worst freaking games i've ever seen in my entire life um but before we get into just the worst game i've ever seen in my life um this is the 20th edition we appreciate everybody for listening uh toj space film space room on itunes uh youtube just type on the jets find us there subscribe uh, I'm on Twitter at JoeRB31 and Marcus on Twitter at PatchMC42. Um, the reviews were fantastic this week, guys. Um, we got five five star ratings in in a week, which is just incredible, especially considering like the J- what the Jets are doing right now. So we appreciate you guys. Uh, you know, at least supporting us. Um, and we also got two reviews. One from Jay Helve uh, says he's looked forward to the show every week and would like to see. Me as or me as the Jets offensive coordinator. Marcus as the defensive coordinator. I asked Marcus <laughs> I should invest in his sweater vest. I guess I will if that ever happens. Um, and then we got another one from Mike Karg, uh, who said, the best football podcast, period. And we appreciate that from everybody. Uh, like I said, keep leaving those reviews. It helps us move up the charts. More views equals sponsorships, equals a whole bunch of things, which equals better quality maybe more shows a week maybe deeper dives you never you never know what can happen I'm not we're not gonna be on this podcast he brings on like guests and stuff like that because I'm sure Marcus you know when you were like a guest on anything when you were a player even now it's like what are gonna do this offseason yeah I train hard I watch film it's like I don't you know so uh, we don't do that but uh what's up Marcus what's going on man you know what's up. I was talking to you this weekend. I was talking before this. You you know what's up with me, but what's up with you? I know you're uh you're getting into the season, doing tryouts and all that stuff. So exciting time for you and your your team.
1: Oh yeah, so just uh yeah, just working to try to put a, a good team together and and you know already got my staff in place. So we're doing all of that. So we're just recruiting and and going through that process and and trying to watch a little NFL football, uh, which you know I do quite a bit <clears throat> on my downtime. But, um, <laughs> I mean, no, I really, I literally watch like any kind of football. It could be a junior high game, on and I'm for whatever reason I watch it. You know, I'm just like that kind of dude. So, but uh, all is good. Just, uh, I, I can't say, you know, just going into the Jets, I can't really say this is the worst game I've ever seen because I'm older than you. So, <laughs> so, but it's yeah. up there. It's pretty high though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um. Man, uh, you might be able to add some Jets coaching staff and players to your team if you if you want. You're, you already got scouting reports on them because they're not going to be in the NFL much longer. Uh, so that's that. You have you have a leg up there. You're watching all these games and all the film on them. Um, but let's go over the the Jets just absolutely embarrassing forty one to ten. Lost to a team who is considered probably one of the, if not the worst team, in the entire NFL. Um, and this week, I just, I just, I, I literally just with my notes, I just wrote down a bunch of random crap that doesn't make any sense. I'm not good at directing anger, so it's going to come out really unorganized. And I, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I put as much film or as much effort into the film review as you know, just as much as the Jets probably put into this game. So their film review, there's going to be like 13 plays. We have this game. Um, I will not be showing one good player of this game because I don't think the Jets deserve the the time of me breaking down good football because they barely played any of it and they just they literally do not deserve it. That I'm not showing anything good that they did. It's very few and far between anyway. Um, I also wrote down I'm not going to be going to any any Jets games anymore. That's I'm not I'm not kidding. I have season tickets. I'm selling all my tickets for the rest of the year. I don't care what you say about good fan, bad fan. I'm not waking up at six o'clock in the morning, spending my money to get there, spending money on food, spending money on beer, sitting there, taking taking days off, getting off at four AM to wake up at six AM, to get home at six o'clock at night, in traffic, getting shit on by other fans who are in a stadium. I I'm not doing it. Until Bulls is gone. Until Bulls is gone, I'm not going to another game. So um, that, that's, that's my feelings. And also with that, I'm going to Tennessee in two weeks and I already told my friend I'm, I'm, I'm buying a Nashville Predators Jersey cause I like the Predators. I'm, I'm a devil's fan, but I like the Predators <laughs> yeah. and I'm wearing a Predators Jersey to the Titans game and I'm rooting for the Titans. I'm not kidding. I'm, I'm literally going to root for the Titans. I'm just going to feel it. It feels like, like an actual, like decent team. Um, so I'm not even rooting for the Jets. I'm not getting hot dogs and burgers and shit thrown at me because I like the Jets. I'm, I'm, I'm not doing it. <laughs> um, I'll be there <laughs> a watching watch the game, but I'm I'm fully embracing the Titans and being a Titans yeah. fan. I'm not kidding. My friends are all the Jets fans. I'm be yelling at them, curse at them, calling them, you know, assholes and all this stuff because it's gonna be fun. Uh, that's the I only never, way I'm gonna have fun at
1: the Jets yeah. game. So nothing wrong, There's nothing wrong with that. You'll be in Tennessee. It's kinda like one, you know, winning, you know, what is it, winning Rome? Winning <laughs> Yeah. So it's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I did the same thing, you know, this past <laughs> off season when um uh my wife and I after when we got done last year, we usually take a couple of vacations. So we did a road trip to Nashville. Like, actually, we went to we went to Memphis and we went to Nashville. Um, and I went to the Music City Bowl. And, you know, that was uh, – no, we went to the uh, – yeah, it was Kentucky and Northwestern. Hell, I was just – you know, I just picked Kentucky and just started rooting for Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. Dude, at this point, <laughs> like, listen, do – like, okay, I want to see the
0: young players develop. and I understand the culture and stuff like that. But in terms of like draft stock, I'll never like like I'm I'm literally saying I'm gonna root against the Jets. But if the Jets win, I'll obviously, be happy. But what is the point of rooting for for wins at this point? Like it's you know how frustrating it is for the last since 2011. So the last seven years of my of, of my life, and like I've only been you know I'm talking like die hard like film. I'm not talking about like oh I just watched all the games like watching all the games. Yeah, you're die hard. Yeah. But like I'm talking like deep deep into it for like the last like five six years seven years. And, um, even though I didn't do podcasts for the last seven years, but the last seven years, every single year, my, the season is already over one before it starts or two at the end of October or November, you know, how frustrating it is to watch games in November and December every single year. And know my team has absolutely no shot of anything. It's just, it's like watching the Mets. It's like, what, what the hell? It's just, it right. never ends. I want to watch, I don't know. The last time I watched a meaning a meaningful game in December was 2010. Or actually, 2011. Sorry, because the Jets lost that uh, that December, uh, that Christmas Eve game against the Giants. So, last right. meaningful game I watched right. in December was 2011, and uh, and 2015. But they're few and far between. You, you get what I'm saying? It's just the the team is just so freaking bad. It's so poorly run. Um, and like I said, this is the worst game I've personally ever seen. This is worse than the butt fumble game. This is worse than the Colts game a couple of years ago they got blown out at home. This is worse than the Chargers game with Geno you know, Smith. This is worse than the Jaguars game. This is worse than anything I've literally ever seen. Because even that, that year of 2012 with the butt fumble game, you knew the Jets sucked and they were playing the Patriots and they knew they were going to get blown out. But when you play a 2-7 and seven team who's considered one of the worst teams in the freaking NFL and you're letting up 31 points at half, you're getting your... Door, your door's blown off by a quarterback who was sitting on his couch two weeks ago, um, right. and you just look like you don't want to be there. And people are laughing at you. The broadcasters are laughing at you. Jay Feely's laughing at you. Everybody who watches football is laughing at you. It's just, it's, it's absolutely freaking embarrassing. I don't know why. I'm never picking the Jets to win a game again. Um, that's for sure. And. Um, d- I, I I don't know. Um, and I said before, we're not doing duds or studs today because, the, like I said, literally the whole entire organization is a dud as of right now. From the front office, from the coaches, to all the players, everybody is just a dud. Um, for them to come out there, and I don't know your thoughts on this, like what you thought about players when you notice them. Like I understand it's hard when you suck to play hard. But, dude, you're and I say this a lot, you're getting paid millions of dollars to mail it in like that is flat out embarrassing, dude. I played in high school and we had like like twenty eight guys in the team. I played both sides of the ball and we get our doors blown off of us. I was making no money and I played my my ass off every single snap. These guys are professionals and they're right. not trying at all. It's just it's. I don't know if if you ever see anything like this, Marcus, but the guys are just not trying. But I don't know how you didn't throw guys into lockers if you you saw this because I was on a shitty football team in high school and we never even did this. So um, I guess just thoughts on whatever.
1: Well, I mean, I've never – I've honestly never been a part of a team win or lose where, you know, where cats just melded in. I mean, there are times where you just have bad games. You know, that's just kind of what it is. I mean, even in – I mean, even in the Monday Night Miracle, you know, that first half, it wasn't that – you know, we weren't playing hard or, you know, trying to execute plays, you know, it just things were just weren't going our way. And more than – more times than not, you know, or I should say every time, I mean, for me, you know, that was the case. You know, either, you know, we just either had, you know, a bad day, we got our scheme that day, or they just happened to make more plays than we did, but it was never an effort. You know, it was never an issue of where was the effort, um, you know, or anything like that. And, you know, I, I wasn't able to see the game live, but I went back and watched it it really just looked like, I mean, it, it, you, there was no energy. Guys are jogging. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it was actually, I mean, it was pretty bad. I mean, it really was. And, and as you said, you're, it's not even about the money to tell you the truth. You're you're a professional as a professional. You're supposed to carry yourself. You know, as a professional, you're supposed to go out and do your job, handle your responsibilities. And, you know, if you win, you win. If you don't, you don't. However, at the end of the day, everything that you have, because all you have is like, you have three practices during the week, you know, you may have something on Monday or whatever it is. Um, you know, everybody has family. So, you know, can't really use that as as an excuse, but you have one day out of the week where you're supposed to mentally be dialed in and show up with no distractions, no nothing, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and go in and do your job. And that's what you get paid to do. You get paid to do a job and that's what it is. And to hear, and it's, it's very disturbing to hear, um, you know, comments about the coaching. Uh, comments from other players saying that other players laid down. Uh, you know, yeah. saying that you know guys quit. That's that's pretty disturbing. That I mean, that's that's not. You know, and it's hard for me to. And it's hard. It's it's hard for me to understand why that that's happening in the locker room, considering that I played under Coach Bowles. So, mm-hmm. you know, and every you know I played under him twice. You know, in Dallas and New York. So. Our message was always, you know, I know our group was different than, you know, the group that he's coaching, but, you know, we always studied. Everybody always worked hard. Everybody always played hard. We always gave effort. That was one of the things that he never had to get on us about was about effort or about mental errors or things like that. You know, I mean, yes, we make mistakes. Nobody plays perfect games. Yeah. You know, but when we made the mistakes, you know, we came back and we corrected the mistakes and then, you know, we kept moving, you know, it was hardly something that happened. You know, it was hardly a mistake that was made, you know, more than once, you know, unless we just hadn't seen it before. So knowing what kind of coach he was, you know, positionally, and what kind of, even what kind of player he was, you know, when he was playing, it usually the team, you know, takes the identity of your head coach. I don't understand how how this team looks the exact opposite of the guy that I know and and yeah. you know, and played under. So that's, that's where I'm having a disconnect. Like what's, I don't really know what, you know, what, what is going on in the locker room to where, you know, these, these guys don't want to play or they make so many mental errors or, uh, you know, there's lack of effort or things like that. And I don't know who the leaders are in that locker room. I don't think anybody does. I don't even think they do. You know, we don't, you don't know who the leaders are in that locker room know where to be veterans you don't have to be an older guy to be a you know to be a be a veteran but I mean to be a leader excuse me mm-hmm. but you don't I mean we don't know you don't know I don't even think they know to tell you the truth yeah and I mean it just it looks bad and I don't I mean obviously you can see or guess what may happen you know in regards to coach Bowles getting fired but it I mean there's it's really hard to just like pinpoint what is actually going on in there just because I'm just speaking for myself just because of what I know. And I've actually been inside the room, you know, with, yeah. you know, someone like, like him. Um, so I don't know, man. I mean, it's, I mean, they're in a tough spot, you know, everybody's in a tough spot. I mean, cause honestly good players are not, which it can't happen. You know, I mean, there's some and there's a lot of good talent. I mean, there's some good talent on it, you know, on this yeah. team. So mm-hmm. it's gotta be more than, you know, it's gotta be, it's not just one particular thing. It's a combination of things. So, are they getting coached? You know, you know whether be wrong techniques, wrong way. Is the t- you know, the talent evaluation bad? Uh, are guys not going home studying film and understanding what they're supposed to be doing? You know, it's not just. It's usually not just one thing when yeah. when a team looks this bad. It's usually like a culmination of things. You know, when a team is looking this bad, and right now, I mean, you can. I mean, I mean, you can see it. I mean, it's just like you said. I mean, even the broadcasters are sitting here looking and laughing and, and talking yeah. about them. Cause I mean, it's dead blatant, you know, it's, it's that blatant. Yeah. It's
0: it, like you said, when it's this bad, it's not just one thing. It's, it's, no. and that's why the whole thing needs to get blown up. It it does. And I was talking with people before, if you like started a team today, you look at the Jets roster and this is like where McKagan comes in. Like what players do you like really, really want on your team? Like, listen, like. That, that already there now? Yeah. Maybe Adams. Like seriously. Like,
1: yeah. Like I, I'll, I mean, I will take, obviously I'll take Sam Jono. Um, yeah oh, take, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. 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 I would say. Yeah. I take Sam. I honestly, and this, I, I take. I take Sam. I take uh, Leonard. I take. Um, but even even Leonard Paul is Adams.
0: is he's he's not he's not necessarily a replaceable level, but there's a lot better defensive yeah, yeah. ends in him.
1: Like he's not he's yeah. not you know whatever like Everson Griffin or anything like that. Oh no no I know but I'm just saying talent wise I mean yeah, yeah um I would take um who did I say Sam Leonard. Jamal Adams, um, <laughs> I, I know I'm really having to think about this. Um, I, I'll,
0: I'll I'll make uh, this is this is where I'll, I'll fill in. Um, maybe Avery Williamson,
1: but even may, Steve, may, yeah, maybe, maybe Avery Williams. Yeah, yeah, maybe Avery Williamson.
0: Yeah, A, A- is is solid, but would, he's not something you're like clamoring for. No, but I mean, but I'd take him. Yeah, but maybe I, four but or I, five players. You
1: know. Yeah, I, yeah, but I'd take him. Yeah, so it's probably four or five, maybe six, and I don't know who that six would be. Exactly. Um, you know, and I take, I mean, I take Bilal Power just because he's consistent, mm-hmm. you know, when he, when he gets a chance to do it, you know, when he gets, when he gets a chance to run the ball and, and do the things that he's good at doing, you know, he does them well. Um, so I take him, everybody else, dude. I don't <laughs> just, <laughs> like,
0: this is four years of roster construction with high draft picks. And that's all we're talking about. It's four or five players. Like that's just that. So you have, you have not great talent. Like, it's not as it's not so bad we should be losing 41 to 10 to the bills but it's it's still not good and people say oh 100 million dollars in cap space that's because we don't have to sign players because he's sucked at drafting and also with bulls um you're talking about like some of the uh some of the things in the locker room and and avery williamson said that at halftime like oh well what did Bulls say in the locker room at halftime And, and avery williamson said he didn't really say anything it was all jamal adams talking at halftime so it's just and then you have you have Claiborne saying that the team the team laid down like, that's a damning comment when you say the team laid yeah. down. Yeah. That is not freaking
1: good. And, um, and see, and, and part and part of that, and part of that is now that that instance in specific, I, I can't kind of blame on Bowles in regards to like the halftime, because here's why. Todd is being being a former player, and we all have, you know, kind of have this mentality, being a former player, mm-hmm we all expect the the players in the locker room to be more, be just as much or more of the leaders as opposed to the head coach. Yeah. So there are certain times and Parcells even did that, you know, you know, allowed us to do that, you know, because I mean, and, I mean, the best we had were, you know, Brian Cox, Pepper Johnson, Mo Lewis, Marvin Jones, you know, Vicky Green, Aaron Glenn. So we, I mean, we have some, some vets that have been there. So if things weren't going right, we, you know, they usually rounded everybody up and we got it together. You know, we got it together on our own without Bill necessarily having to say anything. And what Todd has to, what Todd, where Todd misses, I think where Todd is missing the boat on some of this at this point is he's got to understand that the team that he has right now is pretty young, Like you don't have any bets like that, you know, on your squad, you know, eight, mm-hmm. nine, 10, 11 year, you know, guys that, you know, have been through, you know, you know, tons of games and understand what it takes know how to make adjustments, you know, on the fly themselves, Um, you know, making calls in the huddle during the game, you know, if something's not working, you know, there's plenty of times that we didn't run the call that we were supposed to be running because we saw it differently and we made the call on our own and it worked. So I think that's where he's kind of missing the boat. Like he needs to be more, he's got to be, he's got to be the guy just because of the use that he has on this ball club. Cause three, I mean, even at three and four years, if you haven't, if you haven't played any meaningful games, you've been in the league like three or four years, maybe five years or something like that. If you haven't been on a team where you've actually played some meaningful games and learned from some, you know, from some other vets on some other teams, there's no way you can be a leader in that locker room. Like you just, like you don't, because you don't know, not because you don't want to or you don't have the ability to, but you just don't know. So with Bowles, I think, you know, trying to let the players handle it, you know, on their own is where you know he's missing the boat in that in that aspect. And I can tell when what I'm listening. You know, when I do watch his press conferences and kind of hear how he's talking, in to me, what I hear, you know, what registers to me, you know, with some of the things that he says, um, you know, is the players need to take more control of what's going on and it necessarily be on you know be on the coaches.
0: Yeah. Oh, I blame everybody. I I, I yeah. blame and listen and I. I know you've played under Bulls. He, he needs to get fired. There's, there's no way they're changing this under Bulls. Um, from, from time mismanagement and mistakes to, to going in down in the fourth quarter, trying to catch up in the game, but you only have one timeout because you used you know, a timeout in the third quarter because you couldn't get the playoff quick enough, or in the fourth quarter because you couldn't get the playoff quick enough. And Whether that be the quarterback or him, he needs to figure it out. Uh, so timeouts, the time management. And I hate – I think it is one of the dumbest arguments ever where people say, oh, zombie bulls, zombie bulls, oh, he shows no emotion. If he if he if the Jets were winning and he didn't show any emotion, he'd be like, oh, look at his calm demeanor under pressure. Like I don't care about his demeanor. If he right. wins, he wins. Bill Belcher does not show a uh, freaking emotion. So stop that argument. When that's your first argument about bowls, you sound like an idiot. I'm not gonna lie. So don't bring that up. Um but <laughs> his hit, but but the, the the constant um and this is players too, like we've talked about, the constant um, you know, freaking – uh just mental, mental errors that we see in, on the defense. It's just, it's been so, it's been really, really bad. And it's happening week after week, after week, after week. And guys, they can say it. Oh yeah, we're playing hard for bulls. Yeah, we're playing hard for bulls. We don't want them, or we don't want them to be fired. Obviously, they're going to say that because they don't want to make headlines. But Derrick right. really didn't come to his defense. He said that's not his job to like, decide that or whatever. Morris Claiborne said they laid down. And they're, they're clearly – it's easy to, get, to be rah-rah and jumping around in the huddle and get pumped up in the huddle and get good things for NewYorkJets.com or whatever, good clips that made them sound motivated and hungry. But once you get smacked in the mouth in the game, that's when you really respond. It's easy to be in a huddle and pumped up before a game. That doesn't right. mean shit. Everybody's pumped up before a game. Um, so it's just they're not changing under him. The, the entire, like I said, the entire staff needs to go. I don't like calling for people's jobs, but it, it's it's a doggy dog world, and you get you're getting paid. You have to produce, and they're not producing. Um, like I said, they got punked by the Bills. Um, you have a Buffalo Bills team who's one of the worst in the league, two and seven. They're going for it on fourth down. They're throwing touchdowns, offensive tackles. They're running fake punts. They're freaking dancing on the field. Zay Jones is doing his like whatever that like the freaking thing how he gets up, however the hell he does that. Like they're all they're all joking around and laughing. You have, Martin, you have Matt Barkley throwing all of your defense and laughing. There's plays where he's laughing at the Jets, and yeah. he, he he When you have a quarterback who's been on the team for two weeks and who sucked his entire career, you want to smack him in the mouth and and fluster him. So it's just embarrassing to see this this Bills team, who I put some stats down here. Um, end of the first quarter, the Jets had one yard. The Bills had 186 yards. The Bills had 14 points in the, for, in the, in the first quarter, um, which is their highest sc- score in general since week three. We've yeah. let up the most points they've scored since week three in the first Frickin' quarter, man. First quarter, halftime, thirty-one to three. Um, the Bills had three offensive touchdowns over their past six games. We looked at thirty-one points and a half. They also had thirty-one points in that in that uh first half, and they had a league low, ten point seven points per game. Per game. So mm. what is this team doing? Um uh, they have no weapons. They also scored these points, and your best weapons, is McCoy, who's good, but he's not LaShawn McCoy when he's 25 years old. Your number one weapon is freaking Kelvin Benjamin, guys like Zay Jones and practice squad players. It's, and, and I also put this down. The Bills, the last three games, they have been outscored 105 to 20. We were going to beat t- 31 to 0. To 0. So um, in terms of duds, I put everyone. Uh, lack of effort. <laughs> Literally everyone. Yeah. Lack of effort. The entire team, the entire staff. Woody Johnson comes out, says nothing. Chris Johnson comes out, says nothing. Mike McCagney comes out, says nothing. Todd Bowles doesn't really say anything. The, the players are all questioning the team, the coaching. They've been pl- questioning the players and the coaching, all this stuff for, for weeks. You know, Jamal Adams coming out and saying that the team is, is quitting. Um, so, um, studs, uh, I put, doesn't exist. They they did. I'm not. Nobody's a stud in this game. I don't. I don't care if anybody played well. Which I'll talk about the three players who played well a little bit. I'm not showing any film of them because they don't deserve it um Bowles needs like I said everybody needs to go McKagan regardless yeah he, you know Henry Anderson good move Brandon Schell good move uh Brandon Marshall when he got him good move but overall did, did he does he did he show enough in four years to, des- to to show that he deserves to um be a part of a brand new rebuild and pick a new head coach because we talked about before the show Marcus what freaking good head coaches want to come in under McKagan and he's already proven that he can't bring in a ton of talent like what good coaches want to come here
1: well I mean well that's well, I mean none if if they're doing it in that. I mean, nobody if they're doing it that way. Um, you know, some of the when you look at some of the the better, I guess the the better teams usually, you know. And I, I've never liked the formula where the general manager or the and the assistant GM and the scouts, you know, they're the only one they pick all the players and then they just yeah. you know basically just dump them in the coach's lap and you're, you're expected to coach them. Like I've never liked that theory because that it does to me that doesn't work. That hardly that's hardly ever worked you know, the head coach and even some of the, you know, the coordinators, the office coordinator, defense coordinator, you know, everybody needs to be in that room together and you need to be able to, you know, relate to the general manager or the scouts or whatever it is. Like, hey, this is what we do. This is the kind of player that I'm looking for. So if I'm yeah. a three, four guy, you know, I need this kind of outside linebacker, this kind of middle linebacker, this kind of guy in secondary. We play a lot of press coverage. So I need man-to-man guys. We play a lot of zone. Okay, so I need mainly zone guys, you know, or whatever it is, like, you know that's how I've always felt like it should work, and you know the teams that usually do that are you know kind of the ones that are you know the most successful. Um So, but with if it, if they're just leaving it to McCagnan to pick the head, you know, I guess leaving it up to Woody and McCagnan to pick the head coach, and the head coach has to come in and not be able to bring the general manager that he wants coming in, then nobody's gonna come in. I mean, that's just you know not not anybody that's that's worth a damn. Yeah, you know, I mean yeah. to be honest with you, you know, and especially. Because obviously there's Harbaugh talk. I guarantee you, if the Jets hire Harbaugh, is not gonna be there. I mean, he's gonna bring in you know somebody. whether it be? Uh, I mean, it won't be Decosta because he just got that gig. But you know, it'll be somebody like a Young, who's um, you know not too far under Decosta. You know, in the Ravens organization, um, somebody that was similar to like uh, what Alonzo Highsmith was doing in Green Bay, and now he's VP of you know of every you know, operations in, in Cleveland. It'll be somebody like that where. Who know? You know who knows how to acquire talent. They grow the talent, you know, within the system, um, and they groom their talent. And you know, they come out and they play. You know, it's going to be somebody kind of along those lines who would, you know, who a person like a Harbaugh would bring in. And I'm it, assuming it, Harbaugh would be like a,
0: the quasi like, general manager as well to the like, Yeah, that's what
1: expect. I'm saying. Yeah, but and, and that's how it's always worked in Baltimore. Like Ozzie, yes, Ozzie makes the picks, but Ozzie and Harbaugh. I mean, it's, it, it was to the point where Ozzie didn't have to ask Jim. John. would ask John what um yeah, I know, right? I always do that. Um, didn't have to ask John what he needed, you know, down the line, but in those early few years or whatever, you know, John was like, Hey, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I need, and this is what we're playing and obviously it helps a lot that you've got somebody that actually plays, you know, in the NFL and understand schemes and things Mm -hmm. like that to know, you know, what kind of you know, what kind of system you're running, what you're trying to put together. So that helps a lot. So he knows what kind of players to look for. So it it would you know, that's why they've been, you know, successful, you know, throughout this whole run. I mean, yeah, they've had their ups and downs, but it's only been like a year here, a couple of years here, and then they jump right back on the train and they're winning again. So, mm-hmm. you know, and every team is going to have that. You're going to have your lows, you know, th- that happens. So it would be right. it would have to be something like that, you know, for, you know, to get this team, you know, on the right track. and At least back where they're competitive. Uh, we're not even talking about playoffs and going to, well, we're just talking about being competitive. Like it would take something like that in order to get this yeah. team back on the right track.
0: Yeah. I just want to watch a meaningful game in November and December and not know that they're, I mean, like know that they're going to have at least a decent year. And like, um, I just don't trust McCagnon with what he's done. We've went over all the moves before that he deserves to be here on, on, on like, the face of another rebrand, another rebuild. Like what has he done? Yeah, he got Donald. Okay, anybody would have drafted Donald there, and he had to draft Donald because he was he was fighting for his life. Donald fell to him at three, supposed to be number one pick. Um, Jamal Adams fell, fell. Yeah, he made those picks, but like it's you're supposed to hit on your first round picks. That's that's pretty much a give me. Or it's supposed to be a give me. But when you look in the second round with. Hackenberg and Devin Smith and guys like fricking, there's a, a bunch of guys, uh, Lorenzo Malden It's just, it goes on and on and on the guys he's missed on. He's hit on a few guys, but it's just nothing close to even show me that he's average at this point. So he needs to go as well. And we said before, I'm not going to talk about coaches forever, but Harbaugh is, is both of our number one choices. One, because he's a proven winner Two because all the other guys, they sound nice. A lot of guys sound nice every year. Bowls sound nice in 2015, they are 2014 whatever they brought him in and he's clearly hasn't lived up to the par um talk about guys like the the football whatever his name is from the Vikings and we talked right. about it before the show right he has he has Adam Thielen he has Stefan Diggs he has Kyle yeah, Rudolph that's also,
1: so they their general I can't and I always I can't remember what his name is um uh, I mean Minnesota's general managers I think it's Spielman I mean he's pretty good though you know the, the yeah. general manager in Minnesota and and don't think for one second that Zimmer didn't have any input on any of that as well. The Spielman is good, and like he he is. I'm not gonna take the you know take you know taking any credit away from him. But don't don't for one second think that Zimmer doesn't have any input you know in the players. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, I'm. I'm just saying. I, I just don't think that guy like DeFlippa, who's the offensive coordinator there, is is a, is a can't miss prospect. He has he has a fantastic team around him. He's a fantastic defense. He has a solid quarterback. He's a good general manager. He's a good head coach. And what he's going to do when he comes to the Jets, he's not a can't miss. Um, just like a guy people talk about, uh, Mike McCarthy. What has Mike McCarthy done with the Packers? Like, yeah, Super Bowl, but and, and hear me out. He's he's he has Aaron Rodgers, and we talked about it before. He's been on the hot seat a couple times. You you have Aaron Rodgers. You're supposed to be lighting it up and making it close to the Super Bowl every year. And the Packers, for the most part, with one of the best quarterbacks of of all times, to go down as one of the best quarterbacks of all time, they've been a team who's like kind of like kind of like just like the, the Steelers of the NFC. Like oh yeah, they're going to make it to the divisional or the maybe the conference championship, but they're not going to make it to the Super Bowl. They don't have a great team, and they're not greatly coached. It's Aaron Rodgers, so I don't yeah. like him par are both of our number one choice. I I think you'd be stupid not to go with the proven winner, even though you want to go offense and all this stuff, but he'll bring in an offensive guy. Hopefully it's not morning morning, because we've seen that before. Um, But uh, I guess let's move on. Um, Like I said, this is going to be not organized because I don't even know where to go. Uh, Studs, like I said, don't exist Um, for the bad from the offense. Uh, I'm not bringing up a lot of plays. I I, I just I literally cannot. Watching the film review this week was was depressing, and I didn't even want to do it to be mm. honest. And I was lazy because I did not want to watch this game again. I'm not going to lie to anybody. Um, so to even watch this was just painful. And this is actually a good play by McGuire. McGuire actually got one of my good players. But this is a play where again it's just another inside zone split. And we've talked about this before, Marcus. Where John, it's not even Jonathan Harrison. It was Spencer Long. His immediate threat that he has to worry about is Tremaine, is Tremaine Edmonds like pressing that a gap, but he's too worried about the guy in the backside the backside a gap. I understand he wants to help out um, Carpenter who is ducking his head right there and and does not take a good a good step uh, to get to get you know to cut off um, number ninety eight right there the, the the slanted one tech. Um, so you have the backside a gap that's penetrated. You have the frontside a gap that's penetrated. And look what McGuire has to deal with to get a couple of freaking yards. So it's yeah. just uh go ahead i don't know
1: no I mean with this i mean honestly this isn't anything that we I mean, <laughs> we've been kind of watching the same you know kind of same story all year, you know taking truth you know especially with you know with long and 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 the other you know guard especially the the guards like in the front you know we've been watching the story all year yeah i mean and this i mean it i mean this makes it hard you know when you can't get on blocks. And that's why, you know, I said – you know, and I said, you know, even early in the season, you know what, maybe this team isn't just a – you know, maybe they don't have the, the – because it looks like it just from the eye test. They don't have that athleticism, you know, and, and the the lateral quickness to be a zone team. You know, maybe they need to run – you know, be more of a power team, you know, and, and have more one-on-one blocks, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so they can stop some of this penetration and they can actually get on blocks. I mean, because you don't have to – you don't have to pancake anybody every time to get you know to, to break off good runs you know as long as you have you know a body on the body um, if you're running the counter you know if everybody's blocked up in front and, and the guy is swinging around you know to, you know to take the left over the leftover defender you know blocking it you can do that as well you know it, i mean that's you know that's what I've continued to see you know I just don't think you know they have the ability up front to be a good zone team.
0: Yeah, I. It's just, they have a weird combination. I don't think they have good offensive linemen to be anything, to be honest. Um, because the the tackles are just not powerful. Even Winters, he's not that strong either. But they don't. They're also not a good zone team. And I talked about it last week. I went really in depth with it. Um, you are you know weren't able to do the show, um, because we had some you know just schedule or whatever. It doesn't really matter. But the thing with the offense with with especially the outside zone scheme is the tackles are really important. Because I said you know basically if it's let's say it's a, I'm just going to do I, I explained it really long last week, but um. You know, if if it's an outside zone, you're going to press that C gap. And the good thing about an outside zone is it gives you cutbacks. You can Mm -hmm. you can bang, bend, or or uh, bounce. But. When the offensive lineman, the tackle can't create any push on that five tech, you're having to declare really early. So you have to declare right away: Are you going right. to bend or are you going to bang? I mean, are you, are you going to bend or are you going to bounce? So you're taking away the effectiveness of a zone of an outside zone scheme with those cutback options because you're 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 immediately cutting off an option right away and making him a declare. So if you're pressing that C gap and they're over pursuing, you 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 bend the run back. Now, if they're if they're trying to shoot through those gaps, you can you can you can bounce the run outside, or if that gap is open, that C gap, you just hit you just bang that C gap, right? But because their offensive linemen are so bad, they're they're just completely taking the effectiveness away from it. So it's just it's it's the offense the, the the run game is terrible. Um, I put down Crowell. He had inconsistent vision this game again. Uh, you had tight ends blocking really really poorly. You had wide receiver drops. You had nobody getting open. Um, like I said, the run game, I don't know what the total yards were like 50 yards wherever The Jets got the bills were allowing a hundred yards or, or a little bit over a hundred yards per game. The Jets could not run the ball. There's been multiple weeks where they've had like 30 yards, 40 yards, 50 yards with like right in the middle, like three and a half yards per carry, like every week minus the Broncos game and a few games here, at, you know, here and there. Um, the run game has been terrible. Um, McCown was missing pa- uh, easy passes, bad reads. He looked rusty. 17 for 34, four-yard average per throw, um, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. I, I get. I, I don't know why I'm going to bring up plays of McCown because it really does not even matter. Um, but, like, little things that he was missing. And the, I'll, I'll bring it up later, but this is not – you can tell that this is not Donald's fault this year. Um, but how many times have we talked about um, – just this, uh, Marcus. Where, okay, you, if you're reading this pre-snap, you're gonna you you have potential seven guys right here that are gonna blitz. So you want right. to be aware of those guys, correct? That's just like I, I think that's pretty simple football. So you see you and and, and they're so you're reading that side, and as the, as the ball is snapped, he doesn't even read the left side of the field, and then Poyer and that middle linebacker blitz, and look who's open in the flat. Hey,
1: it's wide open, yeah.
0: He's wide open, and a block it's like here, boom, you run for twenty yards whatever whatever you want, so like this is just simple football they're missing out on. This is a slant flat concept, and you got to read the blitz alert that, or, or even if you're not alerting it, just be aware of yourself and hit that flat.
1: Yeah, no, you definitely to be aware of it and and here's the thing, uh, and I'm like you, I mean, if you go back to the beginning, you look and see, okay, where are they overloaded mm-hmm. i I understand that you know I've got you know a strong size to you know up top to the three man side. But if I'm looking at the secondary, I'm like, okay, man, man, you know, man. So somebody's got to drop out and most likely, you know, from, you know, just from, you know, usually because you, you got three on two on the top. All right. You know, somebody else is popping out of top. So that's exactly. probably, that's yep. probably not going to be open. That's so, a great point. So now you look to the single side, especially if you know his bits, okay, just go to the single, you know, go to the single guy. That's that's going to be, you know, end up being one-on-one, you know, for the most part, or even if he in zone, uh you know two comes open right here quick either way uh so you know that's like you said you know that's just part of him being rusty you know but he i mean but as a vet just like looking at the formation he should be he should be able to see that yeah
0: yeah so it's just a nice i i I don't want to like i said there's not a lot of film this game i i i we, we could i couldn't do it i don't know if i don't know um this is another one from from mccown where uh this is a pick – I thought I show this in multiple angles because this is an offensive line that's apparently – some people are calling it a good pass-blocking offensive line, which uh, I don't know if I'm absolutely out of my mind, Marcus, but if you uh, – maybe you agree with that. Um, no. But again, <laughs> here – like, like, what <sighs> – He's just chucking the ball. He just did not want to take hits this game, and he just chucks the ball up. His his feet are even. He's fading backwards, and the corner on the top right here is playing over top of um. I think that I forget what receiver that is. At the end of the day, he just chucks the ball up. That's pretty much as easy the interception you're going to get.
1: So, yeah, and, and honestly, on this one, the read could have been better <laughs> as well. Because if you go back to the if you go back to the beginning of the formation, okay, that's straight man. Because now you've got. Now you've got three over three down, you know, down here to the strong side. And then up top, the slot guy's pressed. In the corner, he's playing bell, but he's still in man. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the only person that you got left is the middle linebacker. So, obviously, you know, they're playing, you know, some kind of man. or Cover man, one hole. Yeah, one hole or, like, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, the offensive line has to hold up. So, now, you read because you know you're getting straight man now, you can, you can look down here at the bottom. You know, like right here on the curl, if he just looks at the you know, the three spot right here in the middle, I think that's a new one, I don't know who that is. I mean, he can there's your throw right there. Yeah. You no pressure, no nothing. You know, so you gotta be able to see that, you know, as opposed to yes, and I know if you're a man and you see press on the outside, you know, usually a lot of teams are told to convert to, you know, convert it to a goal route. You know, I understand that, but you still gotta be able to read, you know, read the formation so you see so you can understand what you're saying.
0: Yeah, and another, and this is Kelvin Beachum, which his strength is apparently
1: pass blocking, which it is, I guess. If you if you
0: give him a strength, but he's still at best a, a very average pass blocker. And right here, he's oversetting. It's just yeah. it. So for the most part, for the like from what I understand and what most of what I've um, read and what I've seen on film, you really want this when you're dropping back. You want this outside leg splitting the defender. Right. Um, because you have time to react inside or react outside. Look at, his, look at it where he's setting. Look how much room there is in the B-gap right there. That, that's, a, that's gift-wrapped. It. To anybody who has oh, yeah. some semblance of athleticism, he yeah. gift-wraps that to him. And then McCown has to throw the ball immediately, which is like, it's bad on McCown, bad read, bad decision, especially versus Bale, just throwing a ball up there. Yeah. But also a terrible block from Beecham.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and as an offensive lineman, that when you're pass blocking, your kick step your kick step needs to be vertical. And if you look at really like both of the tackles, the first thing they yeah, do is they hop out laterally. Grade. They hop out, yeah, they're hopping out 45 and hopping out laterally, and that's where the overstep comes from. Your kick your kick step is supposed to be vertical because if anything, here's the thing: if you kick if you kick stepping straight back, you're cutting off you're cutting off the most direct angle that the the whether it be an end or a linebacker that can take you know to the quarterback. So now you're forcing them to go around. If you force them to go around, so be it. The quarterback is taught step up in the pocket, you know, and you're still okay, and you can still be able to look downfield and read the throw. You know, the quarterback can feel that. But hop-stepping, you know, you know, kicking laterally or kicking too far out at a 45-degree angle, and that's why those holes are there every week. I mean, this this week out, you know, why they do that.
0: Yep. So moving on from that, um, the Jets were one for twelve on first down, which I, I I legitimately think, and I'm not exaggerating. I think the last three weeks they're like six for thirty nine on third down, um, which is abysmal. Um, and I think I just I have, have one more random player from the offense. I don't know what this is. Like I said, the I, I put it just well, actually I put more effort than the Jets did in this game, so I'm I'm here doing the show, um, <laughs> but uh, it wasn't much. And it, let me see what this one is. Um, oh, so this was like just like simple things that I want to see the Jets do that normal teams do. Like you have, um, I think that's I think it's Trenton Cannon right there who runs like he runs a wheel route, um, and he he's not able to track the ball, which is a, the ball is a little bit outside, but the ball goes off his fingertips right here, and this could have been a touchdown. And they're playing, uh, it's like a, it's a post it's a post wheel. And yeah. it's actually like a post wheel with a like a almost like a you can call it a Yankee. You could call it a um, almost like an NCAA because you have this guy it, you know shorter, right? Um, and they're playing cover uh, cover three replace. I would looks like cover three replace to me.
1: Go well, up. They're trying to yeah, because they're cause yeah. What they're doing is they're cutting over out. So yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So cover three replaces basically for people who don't know, like this, this middle safety, if he sees something, you know, crossing his face, what's going to happen with watch if you I'll show I'll show it to you in, in step by step. So as he's cutting down, what's going to happen is he's going to replace um, the corner. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna replace the corner. And then this corner is going to replace him. And he's going to play over top in that in that middle. So right. that's exactly what what happens right there. So that's cover three replace. Um take to take away those deep over routes, things like that. But guess what? The Jets, you know, they have an open receiver um, on the wheel route and they just miss fire. It's just like little things. Like I see other teams connecting on this play. So
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and even if it's not a touchdown, I mean, you got to track this enough. You got to make that catch. That's actually not a bad ball. I mean, that's actually a good ball. I mean, yeah. so even if he catches it and goes out of bounds, I mean, it's still, you know, it's a big play. It's still a chunk play. You got to be able to track the ball and make that catch. So, yes, is it a hard catch? Yes. Are you expected to make that catch? Yeah. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> so you know, there's really you know, there's kind of no getting around that one.
0: <sighs> I am like seriously. The the, the I'll, well, I'll talk about why this week is a little bit better when we get down the line. But um, so this is the first play of the game, Marcus. Bottom of the screen here, um, literally the very first play. And as this play happened, I was like, oh, it's freaking over. Literally at this play, I was like, nope, not not just I'm not coming back from this. And this is Foster, who was signed uh, off the practice squad. Literally, I think for just this game, he was signed off the practice squad. First play, gets he, he burns Jermaine Johnson, who's getting paid $15 million by the Jets uh, on his first game back in four games from his first four games, where he looked really bad, took like five weeks off. And this is what
1: happens on his very first play of the game. So uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you see on this one? Well, I mean, his alignment's not bad. Where, Justin, where he gets in trouble is when he's peddling the first thing he does, all right, he's good there. That's where he makes his mistake.
0: Mm-hmm. He,
1: when, you, when you're pilling and you're still holding your leverage and go back to like all the way to the beginning and hold it still. So based on alignment, you want to be more head up. Because if you look at the split, he's at, I mean, he's really, I guess you can call it the, the bottom of the numbers. Because mm-hmm. and you got to think about the room that he has, you know, from the numbers all the way to the sideline. So you, want, you don't want to be all the way inside. You want to be like more like head up you know, in this case, uh, to head up inside. And I know you have to declare leverage, but when you're playing a split this tight, you have to pick, all right, do I have a safety in the middle? Okay, then I can play outside, you know, head up to outside. Or if, you know, depending on where I'm lined up, I need to be more inside. So he's actually decent in his pedal. Uh, he's at, let's see, that's five, six, seven, eight. I mean, he's eight yards off, so he's actually not bad on that. He makes his mistake is when he's getting ready to transition to turn in phase, like he keeps drifting inside and creates that room right there. You see mm-hmm. how much space the, the, the he's almost like he's, almost, he's weaving. I don't know why he's weaving yeah. inside. when he has right. Inside. right. And he doesn't have to weave anymore inside because if, because the more he weaves inside, the more room he gives up. So your pedal needs to be straight back. Cause even, even if you're pedaling and you're not pressed, you can still make a guy, you can still rewrite a guy just by your body position. Mm-hmm. So by not creating that separation, weaving inside, uh, that's where he got himself in trouble. And so now, you know, I don't know if he was waiting on a route or waiting on, you know, waiting on, like, a comeback or something like that. He doesn't even look like, you know, he doesn't explode, you know, out of his turn, you know, once he transitions out of his pedal. You know, he just kind of, he just kind of, like, turns, you know, at half speed out of it, and the receiver's running full speed. You know what I mean? He doesn't even give you any indication that he's going to stop. So he should be running from the jump. So, I mean, that, but, you know, and I don't know if that's a product of, is he still hurt? Um, I can't say his technique because his technique's been bad all year. <laughs> you know, so
0: it like he—he's been out for five freaking weeks. I hope he's not hurt anymore. Yeah, but it's just, this is this a fifteen million dollar corner getting burned. He's a high—I think he's the—I think he's a highest paid corner in the NFL right now. He's getting burned by practice squad players in the first
1: play of the game because yeah.
0: of like little things with his technique. Like, why is why are you weaving inside when you have help on a cover one?
1: Right, Not, I, right, cause, yeah, right. Because you're right. Because if anything, if he runs a post, okay, you got a safety there. If he exactly. runs a dig, if he runs a dig, okay, you're chasing. That's just you know what happens if you end up in in you know in cover in one
0: situation. You know?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's just what happens. But at least you will still be on the guy you can chase and you make the tackle. That's just kind of what it is. But in this instance, I mean, Foster's just running straight go route. You look at his hips; he doesn't move. He doesn't give. You yeah. he doesn't do anything. He There's no runs,
0: indication of a gearing he, he, down.
1: He runs straight down the field. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so you gotta see that.
0: Man, yeah. So another play of uh, some bad corners. Um who this is the uh pro football focuses guy who I've been beating the drum that has not been this good this year. I think he's right here if you, you're gonna know who I'm talking about. Yeah um looks like so, exactly and the and this ball was not completed. This is why you have to watch a film where this is not gonna go down as a completion against Morris Claiborne You have to watch the film to know what you're talking about. If, if, if Barkley releases the ball right here, this is oh, a, six. a touchdown. Yeah. A six. So uh, again, what are the, wh- what are these corners doing? Is it, is it Denard Wilson? Is it, is it the corners? Is it a mixture of both? Why, why well, is this
1: stuff happening? Well, it's gotta be both. I mean, I would hope that, that in the meeting rooms, you know, they're talking about, okay, if you get a tight split, you know, play this leverage. I mean, but some of this stuff is just kind of like common sense. I mean, if, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it is just from a corner's perspective. If mm-hmm. I'm li- if if you go back to just go back to when the guy's in motion, and I'll tell you when to stop it. All right, just stop right there. Okay. If I'm the corner, if I'm Claiborne, uh, even before the motion, I know already that just because of the alignment of the wide receiver and we're playing cover one, okay, I got to play head up the inside, you know, head up the outside. That's what that's my leverage. I got you know, I got a post safety if he runs a post. So for me, the only thing that I'm doing is I'm gonna hold my leverage. But I, gotta be, I got I to be ready to chase, you know, in, in this, you know, if he runs an over or if he runs a deep mm-hmm. dig or runs, you know, anything like that. So by alignment, that's what I'm going to do. As the play is going, I'm going to maintain my head up to outside leverage. I'm not going to scoot all the way inside because look at all the room that you have. That's damn near 20 yards. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying so. What if yeah. he runs, you know, what if he does run to come back and I'm sitting inside where he is now, then I'm done. If i um, speed out. Like, yeah, if he runs a speed out, I'm done. <laughs> it, yeah, and if he runs a go, you know, if he stems me in and runs a go route, I'm done. I mean, which is essentially almost, he's done even on the post. <laughs> yeah, he's done on the post. You know, so so you you got to be aware of like where you are, you know, where you are from alignment, and that's important when you're playing DB, especially now because it's not like it's not. And I kind of call it, we kind of call it the tail end of what offenses do now. We were kind of like the beginning of what all you know offenses doing now in regards to like. You know, things being more spread out, seeing a lot of motion, yeah. you're getting a lot of uh, you getting routes run from different, you know, different positions. You know, we kind of caught like the edge of that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of excuse me, the beginning of that, you know, yeah. where it is now. So we had to learn, you know, you have to be cognizant of where you're lined up. Uh, OK, environment, tight split. All right. My leverage has got to change. So I got to be ready for that. So, I mean, but that's, you know, that was just bad ball. And then here again, <laughs> shuffling, staring at the quarterback. Uh, get, get, let him in your blind spot. You're taking – Yeah, you're, you're and obviously and they're in a man to man, so there's no excuse for this. I mean, unless – I mean, they could be in – you know, they could be in a form of like three where screen – you know, bustle screen is supposed to carry the same route, which, you know, sometimes, you know, some defenses do that. Here it is just like straight man, you know what I mean? But – I mean, you're not pedaling, you're shuffling, which if you're shuffling and you got a guy running at you full speed, you're always going to get run by. I'm sorry. It's just because the wide receiver can close the cushion too fast, and by the time you turn and get ready to run, he's already running. You know, that's just, you know. So many mistakes on one play. That's just just simple physics. (laughs) So, dude. yeah. So, he's shuffling. Okay, he looks back at him a little bit, like, dude, get in your pedal. Okay, all right, now you see him. Okay, now you you immediately back to the quarterback.
0: You're not. You're,
1: like you, you have no idea what the wideouts is going to do.
0: So yeah.
1: and, you, and you're banking on seeing the throw. Okay, well, you're still looking back at the quarterback, and now your head's turned, so now you can't see the wide receiver at all. What if – and I don't know who this is – what if when he gets to the 50, he snaps it off and runs a comeback? You're done.
0: They're getting beat by guys like Foster – and yeah. Zay Jones, like, what is happening? This, this is not Julio Jones. This is not Antonio Brown. This is not freaking Adam Thielen. And, dude, what is up with this? Like, listen, I don't know if I could – obviously, I can't do this in a game. I'm freaking – I'm six-foot white kid who can't run a 4-4. But why – Am I watching film and I'm noticing a bunch of mistakes every single week with professional football players? And in and, and overall grand scheme of things, I think I know a, a good amount, but I don't know shit. Like, live, right. like, come on,
1: man. Like, yeah, now, now these—I <sighs> mean, their, their mistakes are every team makes mistakes, but these, but they're—I mean, but they make—I mean, one, either they're making different mistakes or they're making the exact same mistakes every like, same week.
0: Like I like uh, corners and wide receivers, I feel the most um, comfortable evaluating. and I think I know what they're supposed to be doing. Uh, especially you know with you too, like enforcing some of stuff that helps me uh, be confident in this stuff. But I should not be able to pick apart defenses and, and offenses when I'm watching this stuff and be like, what are they doing? And I'm a nobody. I'm a self taught nobody. Like I'm I'm not trying to be a dick to myself, but come on, man. Like no no professional training, and I'm watching this stuff. Like one. Y- you take your read steps here, but then you snap back. Okay, look, now you're eliminating. You're completely eliminating your um your vision on him because you have no idea where he's going. Yep. Why are you playing like this when you don't have him squeezed to the sideline? Play through the receiver here, right. um, and then with tracking the ball. Why are you being conservative at this point? If you see the ball, which you're supposed to, I, I, it, it does look like. I would say. Well,
1: look, he should. He should see the ball. He's stared at the quarterback the whole time.
0: I'm gonna say, and, and he's, <laughs> so it looks he like he's tracking. You're, and, and for people who don't know this too, when you're when you're tracking the ball, you are supposed to track high to low. So you look high to low. You don't look low to high. Right. Um, which it looks like he does. It looks like he sees the ball. But be more aggressive, man. Like get get your hips into him. Jump up for the ball. Don't be drifting back. So like. Yeah, but this, you but you uh, know what all
1: why that all of that happens right here at this point is because now. He's worried. He's too worried about the man and not worried about the ball, and that's what happens when you get caught when you're chasing, and you know some guys start panicking, which he does. So now he's like, okay, okay, okay. I see the ball. Sorry, right, where's my guy? Where's my guy? So now he's trying to find the guy, and now he's drifting as opposed to. Hey, right.
0: guess what, man? If he started, if he played the freaking play play right, and he played through the receiver instead of and tra- and, instead of playing like he was squeezed to the sideline, which he clearly wasn't. Then right. you wouldn't be panicking. You wouldn't be lost. So right. it's just like. Why? Why does this happen? All oh, every freaking week, he's gone. To if they watch the film, he's gone. Uh, Tremaine Johnson were stuck with him for two more years. I, I, it's just, I hope he starts playing better. He has to. I like I watched a film on him in 2016 with the Rams. He was not this player. He was a much oh, smarter player. No, he's,
1: yeah, he was completely different. Yeah, he was so. Completely
0: different. Um, and if you've been watching the show, you already know what the mistake was here. He's looking at the quarterback. Why? Yeah. Why? He's lost. So yeah. at this point, yeah. if you have your eyes on the on the receiver, you see this. So you see how it's just a split second late right there. That's because yeah. he's looking at the quarterback, and, and and a split second in the NFL when you have guys who are running four fours and four fives, that's gonna create that's gonna create separation. Which he creates separation. He catches on Buster screen, So boom, <laughs> again another mistake that we see week 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 after week after week after yeah. week just Same never thing.
1: ends. Standards of quarterback. I mean. And, here's, and what do I always say? You gotta finish, You gotta run the. You basically have to run the route with the receiver. You, you know is how is how mm-hmm. I teach it. So you gotta get all the way to the receiver. He's not there yet. He's not there yet. You know, especially when you're chasing, you definitely got to get all the way to the receiver. Like you, you don't have a choice. You know, before you even have a chance to look back. So you know if, you God. know in this case, he thinks he's there where he's close enough to make a tackle and make a play, and he's not. He looks back, and. I mean, the receiver doesn't give him anything to make it seem like he's getting the rock. The receiver's still oh. running the route. So, yeah, that's just. I mean, it's just. I say, neat. Yep. And
0: um, let's see. This is another one. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is bad because one, like, yeah, he's playing. He's playing. He's playing outside, which the, the receiver has a tight split. So that's usually what you do play. And it looks like it. It looks like a funnel one. Um. Type, yeah. It looks like a, I would say it's a funnel one defense or cover one hole. Um. And buster screen as soon as he breaks inside he doesn't jet stream him so he doesn't jet stream him. which maybe he's expecting uh avery williamson no, no
1: that's lee maybe he's expecting lee to pick him up right there um but he doesn't no, but no. no he's just i mean i don't know if he's if the linebacker supposed to he looks like it i mean he looks like it because he's following the quarterback as well but when you're tight like this and they even do it at the top and they get away with it you got to be on different levels and especially when you're a slot corner and, you know, you've got linebackers in there, like you definitely got to be on different levels in. So, hey, why don't you just line up at linebacker depth or one yard behind the linebacker so you can cover this guy as opposed to, you know, as opposed to, <laughs> you know, what you're doing now. And like I said, I don't necessarily know if the linebacker is supposed to help him. Uh, maybe he is. You know, it, to me it looks like he's just following the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, but yeah. if, I don't yeah. think he
0: is. Especially. But yeah,
1: but if you're a slot corner, you gotta understand. You gotta have some awareness. Like, hey, okay, I'm this tight. Like I'm literally like a yard away from everybody else. So let me back up. So I'm on different levels. So if he runs a crossing route, I can just chase it over the top and play top down over it and make the tackle. Because if he does that and he comes across, and it is a rub route, but because of how the natural flow of like things happen, usually linebackers, their first step is forward. Then they go wherever it is that they need to go. So you have the chance to clear. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. then also, also when he's running across, he'll be able to see the route from number two. You know, that's coming across as well. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, that's just that's just alignment. You know, that's it's
0: just it's just it's just mistakes upon mistakes. And something else with also the offense, I didn't even um, I forgot to even bring up the fact that they had three or four tip passes against them. Mm-hmm. And the reason they have three or four tip, uh, tip passes against them is because the Jets are not threatening anybody deep. They don't throw the ball deep ever. Uh, how many times do you see the Jets take a shot deep, especially in a league where you're supposed to, because even if you don't catch the ball, how many pass interferences are called in in, in a regular game, not a Jets game. Um, right. so, you, so you have the intermediate zone cheating up. You have the deeper zone cheating up. So they're just playing everything short. And if you're playing more, I'm sure if you were playing the Jets and you were a defensive coordinator against the Jets and you're telling your defensive lineman, Okay, well they're running a bunch of screens, one step drop, three step drops, getting the ball out quick. If you can't get if you can't get past your man and you're noticed it's a three step drop, get your hands up. And that's why the Jets are. every game tip pass, tip pass, tip pass because all they throw right. is short passes. Right. So it's just like no creativity. the The offense is just the, like yeah they they run sail, they run crease, they run um, spot, you know stick. They run a bunch of different things, but a lot of times it's just Turn around uh, on on a button hook and, and look for the ball. And there's a times there's been times this game there's a times last game where so so last game it was uh, I can't bring up the play but it was three and tw- it was third and twelve they ran a one flat route they ran a hitch and they ran an out that were well short of the first down marker. So you're already taking three guys out of the play there because the the, uh, the Dolphins are playing a soft cover three, Marcus. So mm-hmm. you're playing soft cover three. So if, if anything's completed under that, that first down marker, you're just going to rally to tackle and, and tackle. Right. So you're taking three guys out of the play basically there, and then they ran a crease concept on, on, the, uh, on the field side or wh- wherever it was. So you're taking three guys out of the play, and then you're running basically – um, to a two-man route concept against seven defenders, and that and, right. and got picked off because he tried to he tried to force the wall at the end of the game. So the offense has been bad. Why are you running three out of your five guys in an empty set? Be before the six. It's not even like it, it wasn't like a corresponding concept. It wasn't even like okay. It was it was a smash concept. We were trying to pull up that corner. Which one, you shouldn't even run a smash because it's, it's a soft cover three anyway, um, or a soft cover, so they're, gonna, they're always going to cheat up to that to that corner. Um, but it's just it's, – it's really frustrating to watch. Uh, like yeah. I said, I'm Joe Schmo, and I'm looking at the offense like, what are they doing? I'm not one of those guys who's saying, oh, they're not producing, so it's a bad offense. Where I'm specifically picking it apart by film, it's not mm-hmm. good. It really is not good.
1: Um, yes, I mean, no. I mean, you're right. I mean, they haven't done – I mean, they haven't really done anything – to, to change what they're doing. I mean, yeah, we've seen a couple of new plays, but for the most part, you know, it's usually, you know, it's kind of the same thing that we see, you know, that we see every week, Um, you know, and, and, you know, it's easy to say, well, look at the Rams, look at the chiefs, look at the whoever, and, you know, the creativity and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's easy to do that, but, you know, as a staff, you know, and, and as a coordinator, you know, you have to be able to be open to that change. And I think a lot of times with, with coaches that, you know, just, and this is just from my experience yeah. that I've learned, you know, as a player and, you know, being a coach myself, you know, you, you can't, yes, you may have a system or have something that works, but if you don't have the talent that make it work or you don't have the guys that are, where their IQ is high enough, you know, to run the things that you like to run, you know, on your team, you gotta, you gotta be open to change. You have to be able to build the, the offensive system that you have. You have to be able to build some kind of system around what you have. And I feel like, you know, a lot of this, you know, a lot of this with the Jets, you know, with this Jets team is, you know, they're just sticking to one thing and that's just what they're doing. And and I just, I don't think that's right. You know, I've never thought that's right. You know, even defensively, I don't think that's right. You know, if you, you know, if I'm going to a new team and and the team that I came from, you know, had four, three guys and I like to run the three, four, I'm not going to force my three, four on these guys. I'm going to keep running a four, three, because that's, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the, you know, that's what I have in the building. You know, until we can get some players that can run what I like to run, you know, I want to run a 4-3, you know, and make it work, you know, but I'm not going to force it, you know, force something, you know, on these guys to where they don't understand it, they don't have the ability to do the things that I'm asking them to do. And that's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm seeing. That's why I said maybe this offensive line, you know, they're not built to run their own team. Maybe they're more of a power, you know, maybe they're, you know, they're they better at like power schemes, you know, something like that. But you got to be able to change that and you got to recognize it as a coach, you know, that is on the coach.
0: Yeah, I have a couple more plays. I'm not gonna bring them up, so I don't feel like talking about the. Like if I'm gonna bring a couple more up, I'm gonna skip a couple. Um, the pass rush was non-existent in this game. Outside linebackers, uh, no pass rush. They couldn't tackle. They were missing assignments. Bad technique. They allowed 212 rushing yards um, with a 4.6 yards per carry um, to a team who has not been able to run the ball at all this year. Um, and that 4.6 yards per carry, that's with the fourth quarter where the Jets were stacking the box and playing the run because the Bills were running the, the clock out of the fourth quarter. So they were ripping us apart in the run game. Um, there's So many times this game were like, McCoy over 100 yards, first time since 2017. Oh, McCoy, two touchdowns, first time since 2017. You let up 4.9 yards per carry with four, uh, 14 rushes, 69 yards to Marcus Murphy. Who the, I know who that is, but come on, man. So um, right. it was just – Adams missed a couple tackles. Adams was okay this game. He got spun really bad by by um, McCoy this game because he, 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 that one play because he came in really aggressive. He did truck over the McCoy the, the other play too to, to get pressure on Barkley. But uh, overall, he was just okay. Uh, even this play, it's just frustrating football to watch because um, the Bills are just running like a like a lead type zone, or you'd almost call it maybe like more of like a we're even call it a boss. Zone. I always call it a lead zone. Um, and Lee right here, like right in the middle. See the ball. Attack the
1: ball. And right. Why are you like, being so hesitant? Like what? Yeah. What are you waiting on? You gotta, yeah. Keep running. Like I mean, he's there's nowhere else where he uh, can go. Just just run down here and make the tackle. He's yeah. right there. He's
0: right freaking there. So like it just
1: it's plays upon plays. I'm gonna see if I have.
0: Uh, I don't know what number two is of this. Uh, this is actually the. I, I'm just gonna bring up the other plays too. This is a player I actually think we might have been in blocking the back on Adams. This is this is the freaking second play of the game. Um. But second play of the game, this is this is happening. It's like, yeah. it's, I, th- I think it was a block in the, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I would, say, I, I would yeah. say it's a block in the back.
1: Yeah, yeah, he puts him in the back.
0: Um, i I guess, I'll, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep jumping through him. Adams, I'll show you the Adams play where he gets spun. I'll say, I'll say, I'll, I'll tell you what I mean, like a little bit too hoppy here. I don't know if you're going to agree with me, um, but he's coming off the edge right here. And I, See what I'm saying? He comes in he's coming in like a little bit too out of control. Um and you want to track that near hip. So I think his his angle right here is a little bit too high. Um right. and he's coming in like he you have to be a little bit more under control. This I understand he's like a heat seeking missile sometimes, but uh he, he
1: gets I mean, yeah. I mean, no, I mean you're right. He was just I mean you're aggressive. You're already blitzing, so when you're coming in, like you say, you want to target near hip, near shoulder. You know, so if anything, even if he skirts, if, even even if McCoy makes a move. You know, at least he slides, you know, he slides um, you know, he slides inside where you've got more people, you know. Exactly. To, if they contain yeah. the outside here. But because you're you're the outside contain, you have to come in, you know, a little bit slower so you can be able to make that play. And it particularly with and I know he can't necessarily see it, but you gotta understand that where the wide out is lined out, okay, there's a possibility that he's going over in motion and if you're in man, obviously that he's gone. So you're you've got the outside contain all the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So he's gotta come yeah. in a little bit slower. You know, with a better angle, so he can make that play.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's just um, the the there's nonstop mistakes this game. Um, let's see this one. Oh, this one was like I this is where the defense. I think this blow defenses because if you if you watch this play, you know, in slow motion, it looks like it looks like cover three. I'm not. I I think screen on the top right here. Maybe he carries that inside because there's no um number th- the number three threat cuts inside as well. So he's not really worried about anybody breaking into the flat. Right. But but then you have Morris Claiborne who almost looks like he wants to pass off that he st- he sticks on Benjamin but and then uh, I don't know can you can you explain that I, I think it's cover three that was that was blown right here because I don't know why Marcus May is is following that and and the way that uh, Claiborne is playing it looks like it's almost like a cover three but they don't pass their guys off and then you have the uh, you have the uh, slot receiver here who's wide open maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong yeah, Clay, with
1: Claiborne's at the, at the bottom right yeah okay. So if they're if they're in three, um, well, one would really get them in trouble, and this is why you can't really play three in this situation and against teams that run a lot of overrides. When you're playing when you're playing bail in three, you, if you just look at the position that that Claiborne is in, you know it's hard because you're gonna wanna just by your natural instinct you're gonna wanna. I mean, it, it happened to me once. I mean, that was the last time it happened to me, and that was in. <laughs> What year was that? That was in nineteen ninety nine, I think. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was six. But it, yeah, but it um, but <laughs> what what happens is, is because you know you get in the deep post and the corner their assignment is all right. You carry the post till you get you know somebody coming back over. Now there's somebody coming back over, maybe from the other side. It could be a tight end that's coming slow as hell. That's going to get out, you know, to either you know a deep out or your seven route late. So he's got to be off so he can see that. So he mm-hmm. carries the post, carries the post, and then he's supposed to let it go, and then he can break down, you know, on the deep over route. And for Buster screen, when you're in the in, when you're in the red zone, even if you're if you're playing cover three, you got to cut. And if you're carrying the seam, you got to carry the seam in. You got to carry the seam inside out. You can't play it outside in like this. I mean, I mean, that's you know, that's if it was if it was a true three, that's what it would be, and the safety wouldn't chase that. Um, you know, Claiborne would be able to take that. But if they're cutting it. You know, because they, you know, it looks like, and that's what it looks like. It looks like half of the side is playing man and then half of the side is playing three. So, I mean, it's, so I think you're right when it is a bus. I mean, cause you've got, you got one, one section at the top playing three, you got one section at the bottom playing, you know, playing man or playing like, you know, one cut or one slice or something like that. Yeah. I, mean, I really don't know what they're, you know, what it's supposed to be. <laughs> It's like, they are, it, i mean it is a busted coverage they're playing like
0: half and half it's not like coverage where like uh, like bill Belichick, where i see it, i'm like man like that's really freaking good coverage like i'm not sure what that is i'll try to look it up or something like that it's like just busted coverage so i don't know what to call it right, right. moving on so you can wrap this up uh, in a little bit um, the good from this game oh, it's it's going to take me 30 seconds because i'm not i'm not I, I, i'm not going to um, recap it all really uh, or discuss it McGuire, six rushes for 30 yards he looked pretty good Anunwa well played hard. I appreciated that. Herndon had three catches for 34 yards. Um, mm. Good from the defense. Williamson had 11 tackles. Looked pretty good. Henry Anderson looked pretty good. Adams looked okay this game. Pennell had five tackles. Looked good. Nathan Shepard uh, played relatively well this game. He stood out more than he has in the past. That's it. That's all yep. I'm giving them. They got 30 yep. seconds. <laughs> Special <laughs> yeah, teams, whatever. Uh, penalties weren't bad this game. They had, they had one, only one penalty accepted. But, of course, that one penalty accepted, they had three holding calls on the same run play. Jesus. Which I've never seen before in my entire life. One, Three penalties on the same play, uh, all holding. Um, yeah. It's not even like oh, there's a fight after the play and multiple misconducts or whatever. Um, but no. Okay. So coaching. We've talked about this. The time mismanagement, terrible concepts, four to five uh, uh, tip passes because defenses are keen on it. Um, no creativity, bad technique, blown defenses. The coaching's bad. I, I put on here too. Um I, it's everything I put. I, I put fire Mac too. The, the talent team is bad. Jets have no stars. Uh, drafts have sucked. The big signings to the help. The, and this is something that's, that's pretty uh, an or indictment on him. Not an indictment. Um, the, the main weapons you brought for the 21-year-old quarterback this year were three guys to help this offense, which is piss poor. You brought in Spencer Long, Terrell Pryor, and Isaiah Crowell. Those are your three signings of the offseason to help out Donald. So, yeah. they they ha- he 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 needs to go um as well. Now, do you the thing with not firing Bulls and we'll get into like many other stuff before we get into the the pickums of the week. I don't know why they did not fire Bulls. Um, like I said, guys are clearly not playing hard for the guy. They don't want to. They don't want to be playing under him. Um, they say, oh, it's for con- continuity and all this stuff. But why not? Make your, like I know the Jets are very, like, they, they know what the fans want and they shouldn't really even do that. But, like, show to your fans you're going to change. Fire Bulls and, and hire whoever. Carl, Dur- Carl Durrell called plays in, in college. So make him the interim. But show the team that you're going to change. The, to have this looming over the team, is he going to be fired? Is he not going to be fired for the rest of the year? I think hurts the team. I think it hurts the culture. Show them you want to change it and fire the guy. You're, you're stringing along Bulls who knows he's going to be fired. And and you're you're waiting the you're making the fans and the players wait. So I don't I don't like it. I think he should have been fired the Monday after the game. That's just my personal opinion.
1: Yeah, and I mean I even text you that. I think I even text you that I said that they not even if it was a blowout I was just like if they lose this game he may be fired after the yeah. game. Yeah. I mean I, I text you that <laughs> right before the game started. So yeah. So yeah, I mean. You know, and I base that off of how they look during the season and who. Now, they Now, if you
0: were a player for. in the situation, would you rather have him be fired, like be, just to show you, like, okay, we're going to change. You have a new coach in here because players are clearly not playing hard for the
1: guy. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I. For me and for the guys that I play with, I feel like our mentality is a little bit different. We, for us, we wouldn't. It wouldn't matter. To tell you the truth, uh, just because we knew that and especially with a lot of the veterans that we had on our team and as i even got older and became a veteran um i mean in prime example was when i was in houston i mean we didn't win you know i mean we were winning more than you know three you know two or three games and we weren't we weren't losing like this uh, but we had i mean you know at all but we had you know we had just drafted david carr our offensive line was super young but we had a veteran defense and we had you know guys like gary walker you know Seth Payne, you know, Aaron Glenn was there. Man, so uh, I
0: didn't even realize you're a part of you were part of Coate. You and the whole thing yeah. with Carr, where they said the Texans ruined
1: him um, with the offense. I think, line, I think yeah, like yeah I, th- I think they could have helped him. You know, to tell you the truth, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we I didn't, didn't realize uh, you're a part of that as well. Yeah, so um, you know, when, yeah, when Don Capers was was a head coach, so um, you know, but we had you know guys like Jamie Sharper. You know, I mean, we had you know, and even on offense, you know, we had uh Corey was Corey's last name? I can't remember his last name. He played wide out in Green Bay, but um, you know, but we had veteran guys that I don't kind why of came. Clement
0: came to my mind, but that might not be it. Yeah, no,
1: it's not Corey Clement. Um, was he a D back and with the Dolphins? I think so. Okay, whatever. Dolphins? Sorry, yeah. keep going. but um, I mean, but we had, I mean, even with that group, even though we weren't winning, like we played, I mean, we played hard every week. You know, there was no sense of mm-hmm. nobody laid down, you know, everybody gave effort. And we prided ourselves on that. And we knew defensively, obviously, because we had a young offense, we were going to have to carry the team. So we were kind of like, you know, we were, you know, we were as a group, you know, the leaders of the team. Um, yeah. So, you know, whether, you know, and once it, it had gotten to the point where, you know, Coach Cables was going to get fired, you know, even the year that he did or the year prior to that – you know, we didn't worry about. It. You know, you can't worry about that. Your job is to go out and play ball. If you get out schemed or whatever it is, okay, that's totally different. And sometimes you're gonna get you're gonna get beat on plays, but you still have to go out and do your job at, at you know at full potential. You know, at your full potential, at your maximum effort that you can. Yeah. So it doesn't it, you know it doesn't matter if the coach is fired or not. You know, coaches come and go. You know, I, just like players do. Do you know, I? That's, that's I business.
0: I, like I said, I just want him to be fired just to confirm it because the Jets are so stupid sometimes they might just bring him back, which I, I, I really don't think that will happen. I think, I think he is fired. but I, would I really mean, I mean, I mean we, but, keep, um, say, we
1: keep saying it, but he just signed an extension too. Now, and, just, just uh, wait, if, he's, if I'm telling you right now, if he's brought back. I'm just telling you, does, does Mr. Johnson want to come out of pocket just
0: for no reason? We're going to – I don't know if you watch Game of Thrones, but this is what's going to happen. We're going to take a Game of Thrones long break where we're going to be back in two years. So next season, I will, we will not be doing the show. We'll come back in 2020 if pulls is back. I, I'm not kidding. Like, I can't. I can't.
1: There's no freaking well, I, way. I mean, I'm just saying that, I mean so – Don't know, do this to me. I'm not – I'm just – hey, I have to go about – Listen. I'm, just going, I'm going off a of prior history and what's ha- – not even with the Jets, just like in general.
0: I've been eating really healthy. I haven't been drinking beer for the calories. You're going to be driving me to drinking beer again. I haven't. No,
1: I'm not. I'm, I'm just, yep. I mean, he, he just signed an <laughs> extension.
0: You got to look at that. Um, I mean, you got to take that into account. So the only, the only other topic from this game is that you could tell it's not Donald's fault. McCown played terribly, and McCown is a guy who he's not, he, listen, he's not a Good quarterback. He's not a starting level quarterback, but he's he's a guy who can get the job done. You know, he's not terrible. Um, and this just shows you how much what, what Donald is working with with this offense, with this offensive line, with this coaching staff. He's a twenty one year old quarterback, and, and he's he's produ- minus minus the Jaguars game where he was really bad, and mm. minus this uh, Dolphins game where he was really bad. The rest of this, the rest of the he's what okay. seven games? Yeah, he was, he's been pretty good. He's been pretty good with with yeah. what he's working with. You, yeah. you see it now. Like it's not Donald's fault, man. He's good. I, I like right. Donald a lot. But he's yeah. working with. But um, moving on, that, I just wanted to get that out there that you could tell it's not Donald. I really do think Donald has a bright future. I told you that yeah, last no. week. Do not give up on the kid.
1: Yeah, no, no, um, no. And he and he's. I mean, yeah, he is a rookie, but I agree with you for what he's working with. Like, I think he's done pretty good. He yeah. and, I mean, because I mean, going into every game, the production that he's had, considering he's you know passing plays, he has a run for his life pretty much every single play. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think he's done okay.
0: Now, quick question. This is a side topic because um, Le'Veon Bell, you know, didn't sign his contract, whatever, lost fourteen million million. Um, would you sign him? What, what are your, what is, what is your thoughts on the whole, the whole Bell thing? Because I, I already have my – I know my feelings on it.
1: I mean, uh, if, I, if I was another team, yeah, I'd sign no, him. No, if you're the Jets because he's he, he, he fresh. Oh, like, wait, if, I'm the, if I'm the Jets, I mean, yeah, I'd sign him just because, yeah. I mean, he, he brings you – I mean, you get a dynamic player that can do, you know, more than just run the rock. I mean, you know, he can line up in the slot. He can, you know, he's good out of good in the passing game as a, you know, out of the backfield, and he can also run. Now, here's the problem: you can't sign Le'Veon Bell if you don't have any talent up front because that still line is pretty good. Like, dude. so it doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you sign it. It doesn't matter if you sign him. You can sign him all day, and yep. everybody's going to be happy. Duh, 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 but, mm-hmm. but, dude, I mean, if he's going to be out there. You know, looking like Barry Sanders back in the nineties, like it's not going to matter. You're still I, not going to win.
0: I love it because I brought up the same exact point to the like, X's <laughs> and O's quick hits before this uh, show, and I brought up the exact same point because the problem. Listen, I want Le'Veon Bell because one, the Jets have a bunch of money they have to spend. They have to help Darnold. There's not a ton of offensive linemen um, in free agency. They have to give him a guy who could literally he could do everything. Le'Veon Bell. He could run routes yeah. better than half the receivers in the NFL, and he's right. super dynamic. But. The only thing that worries me with Le'Veon Bell is a little bit of injuries, a little bit of the mentality that he has. And three, the type of runner he is, is he likes to press holes um, and then use his cutbacks. But you need an offensive line who can block to open up those holes. So he's really patient we he waits for those holes to open up. The Jets offensive line, there's no holes opening up. So you've got right. to bang that hole as quick as it's there because it's going to disappear really quickly with the Jets offensive right. line. So right. having a patient runner – with this Jets offensive line is not a good mix. It's not. So no, that's the only worry I have um, with him. But regardless, I just wanted your initial thoughts. But I would like to sign him too because Darnell needs guys. He needs receive. Yeah. Like, like listen. They need. They should have signed a guy. Like throw all the money they kind of they could. They could have like an Allen Robinson this year because Nnuna and Anderson are okay, but they're not. They're not. Star receivers, and there's no true X on this team who could really take the top off the defense. There's a true threat on a post to catch it in double coverage, you know. Allen Robinson's that guy, Le'Veon Bell's a true threat, so they need threats to help out Donald. Even if you think you're overspending for him, you need to help Donald develop, even if you are wasting a little bit of money. That's my thoughts. So, they should sign him. Um, yeah. so we agree there, but the, the patient running style with this offensive line, yeah, back, <laughs> we'll, back, we'll see about home. that. Yeah. Um, now, for the Patriots game coming up in, in, uh, in, in two weeks, um, I, and I said on, on, I put on the, on, the, on the notes, we're not doing a show next week. Listen, I'm not doing a show during the bye week I'm not making up a bunch of crap. I'm going to enjoy my Thanksgiving. Everybody else enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'm not pushing <laughs> on a show on Wednesday and Thursday to talk about the team on a bye week. Um, in terms of the past game, the roster, the, the keys to the game, this is, this is what I'm going to say. The Pats are really, really good. The Jets are really, really bad. The Jets are going to lose forty-two to sixteen at home ne- after that next week. So I'm not doing the show next week. So the Jets are going to lose. Um, what is your score prediction? Anything else you want to say? I just I couldn't even bring myself to do a score prediction, a game against the Pats because the Jets are going to get destroyed because the Pats just got blown out versus the Titans. They're going to come out really pissed off right. off of my week as well. So they have a week, two weeks to prepare for the Jets. They're going to get their asses kicked.
1: Yeah, I, I, man, I. I I kind of agree with the score to tell you truth. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean really off of everything that you said um, the Jets aren't playing well right now, even though it's a, a division game, like I would uh, put the score like in the thirties, like 38, 35. I don't even know if I'd give them 16 though. maybe like 38, 10 or something like that. Yeah. Go 38, 10. All right. uh, and that's, and that's only because it's a division game, which usually those are regardless of how you're playing they're a little bit tougher, but, yeah, the Patriots are coming off a loss against the Titans uh and just everybody knows that usually, you know, when that happens, you know, the Patriots come back out on fire. You know they you know they get it right. So so yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm going with it as well.
0: Yeah, all right. Well, moving on to the the Pickums and we'll wrap this uh this this show up which is absolutely miserable. Obviously, I enjoy talking sometimes, but not this show. <laughs> um so last week, let's see, um, Thursday night game, you picked the Panthers, I picked the Steelers. Uh, I knew it'd come out eventually for me, um, where I pick against the Panthers, it would work out. The Steelers <laughs> won fifty-two <laughs> to, to twenty-one. They blew them the hell out. Um, yeah, and then the like- next game, Sunday at one o'clock, you picked the Jags, I picked the Colts. Colts won twenty-nine to twenty-six. Um, Sunday night, we both picked the Eagles, uh, who lost to the Cowboys um, twenty-seven to twenty. By the way, that's the game I was talking about. While I'm happy. I went to that we I went to that game down 60 points in fantasy and I had Ertz and Zeke playing and they didn't really do anything the first half and then three oh, consecutive half, yeah. drives three consecutive drives I think it was <laughs> Zeke touched no no sorry it was Ertz touchdown I was like okay Elliott touchdown I was like wow okay next drive Uh, Ertz touched. I was like, wow, and I won. They both got 33 points for me, which is ridiculous. So, thank you, God. Um, and then the next game, we both picked the Giants, who beat the 49ers, uh, 27 to, to 23. So, uh, I was three and two this week, you were one and four. Uh, definitely your worst week. Um, now I'm 34, 30 and one, you are 39, 25 and one. So I made up two games against you, uh, down five games. So I'm in the running a little bit now, again, and this game, (laughs) I picked nine games because we're going to have some fun. And, um, what is it called? Yeah. Like I said, we're gonna have some fun. And there's a bunch of good games this week, honestly, like good close games, I think. Um, and I just picked the first one because it's Thursday night football. Um, so the four, four and one Packers at the, Four and five Seahawks. And I actually put my uh, I put my picks up here because I didn't know if we're gonna do the show because I, I changed the time a little bit. But I deleted it now because you have to go first because that's that's the rule. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see. Packers and Seahawks. Um, damn, that's a tough game. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with. Let me think about this for a second. We'll <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. go to the Seahawks. All right. We'll yeah. oh. go with the Seahawks.
0: All right. I'm gonna take the uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the Packers. That's that, that's gonna be a good game. Uh, I'll just take, you know, it's Rogers, I I guess, but the Packers are really just not playing uh, too well. Right. Um next game, Sunday at one o'clock. Uh the four and five Cowboys at the four and five Falcons.
1: Mm. Well, well, oh I'm gonna take the uh I am going to take. <laughs> that was a good game. You no, know I'm gonna take the Falcons though. All right, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. Um, right. I
0: actually wanted. To, yeah, I I just think like okay, they're the. Uh, I think I think Amari uh, Cooper has obviously added a little bit to their offense. I think they're yeah, playing a little bit I agree better. With it. it's open- it's opening up the run game, and they just beat the, the Eagles. So, now they're going to try to compete for that division. I was rooting for the freaking Eagles because I need them to beat out the, the Redskins for that playoff spot. But, apparently, I'm going to be paying up $50. Bucks. Uh, so, next game, Sunday at 1 o'clock, the 5-4 and Bengals at the 4-5 and five Ravens. Ravens, that's easy. Yeah, I'm
1: taking the Ravens too. <laughs>
0: and I'm not going to agree on that one. Yeah. I I said when they were winning a lot in there, like four and two or four and one or whatever it was, I thought the Ravens weren't as good as the record. Now they've kind of came back down the earth, but I don't think they're four and five bad. I think they're going to bounce back a little bit. Yeah. Um, next game, good one. Uh, five and four Titans at the four and five Colts. The Colts look a lot better the last couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, they have. Um, yeah, the Colts have actually looked pretty dang good, but – um. And every every frame really would, uh, Is playing really yeah. well for the Colts, but uh, I like Tennessee's secondary, especially their safety. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Titans.
0: Yeah, I'm taking the Titans too. I just think their defense and and their their front seven is just too strong for the for the Colts. I think the Colts are better um, than they have been at the beginning of the season, but I don't think they're good enough to beat the Titans. Who, being the season, they were pretty much big, a big disappointment. But they're actually, if you look at the roster, the roster is actually pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh. Um, so next game. Uh, Sunday at one, the three and six bucks at the two and seven Giants.
1: Ooh, oh, uh, <laughs> Jesus! I'm trying to, um, let's see. we will take the bucks,
0: man. All right, I'm gonna take the Giants, I guess, because I think the Giants just have more talent. I don't know. The
1: Giants suck, though. So I mean, yeah, take- yeah, I don't know about that one. <laughs> no, the Bucks clearly have more talent. Like, well, for sure.
0: Uh,
1: Offense? I mean, yeah, it's not even close. The only, the, all the Giants have is Odell and Saquon.
0: But I think they, that might outweigh everything that the Bucks have. I mean, the Bucks have. They got Goodwin. They got, they got Goodwin, Evans. They got Mike
1: Evans. I mean, Deshaun Jackson is still a threat. Uh, the running back, I can't remember his name. He's actually been playing, been playing uh, Peyton Barber. Right? And, then, and then defensively, uh, I mean, I think the Giants. It might be a wash. I think the Giants might have more talent on Beavis than, than the Bucks do on uh, defense. It's a, it's a close I mean, game. I to yeah, take the Giants close.
0: because they're 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 at home, I guess, and because of draft position. I want the, I want to get behind the Giants. Um, yeah. So next game, uh, the Sunday at one o'clock, the six and three Texans at the six and three Redskins. Texans. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Texans too. The <laughs> Redskins, losing, just lose, please. But I'm, taking, yeah, I'm going to take the Texans. The Texans are, what, 6-0 and since their 0-3 start? Um, yeah. So they're hot right now, and the Jets are playing. I, looking at the Jets' schedule, I don't know if they're going to win another game. They play the Texans. They play the Packers. They play the Patriots twice. So So They have six games left so they're 3-7. and seven. Yeah, they play the, the Patriots twice. They play the Bills. They play the Texans. They play the Titans. And they play the Packers. I don't know. The Jets might get one more win this year. Um, yeah. But the next game, like I said, there's a lot of them. Sunday at 4, the 1-8 and eight Raiders at the 2-7 and seven Cardinals. Jesus. <laughs> I try to pick all the best games. If it's a good game, I'm going to pick it. I'm going to
1: take the Cardinals.
0: Yeah, me too. I'll take, I'll take, I'll take the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> the frickin', the Raiders are just a mess, man. They're a mess. Uh, two more games left. Uh, two really, really good games. The Monday night and Sunday night game this week are really, really good. Sunday night, 5-3-1 and one Vikings at the 6-3
1: Bears. Vikings.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm gonna take the. I'm taking the Vikings too. I, I think the Vikings are better than five, three, and one. Their their, yeah. their roster is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it just really is. Uh, last game, man. It's just this is like a freaking. This might be like a pre-Super Bowl. Um, nine and one Chiefs at the nine and one Rams, which is he playing? It's, it's being played in Los Angeles now. Thank God it's not being played in Mexico City where the, the field looks like it's a freaking a grade school. Oh, my level. God.
1: I know. Did you see that field?
0: That is Why? Ridiculous. Listen, I don't get how the NFL is a multi – it's a $100 billion-plus organization. They're having these type of problems. Like, don't have teams playing <laughs> well, well, on this
1: field before. Well, yeah, but the, yeah, the problem is – and the problem is the NFL because here's the thing. You got to realize, like, this time of year, especially over in Mexico – like, this is, like, primetime soccer season. So, all of those games play. you know, games, there's probably, like, two, three games a week played in that stadium. You know, on top of the NFL game that's coming in. And, you know, any other events that they have, like, concerts or, like, things like that. But that stadium's pretty popular, you know, in Mexico City. It's, like, the main one. So, you know, and, and like I said, this is, like, primetime soccer season in, like, every Premier League. So, yeah, they should have known that, you know. That's what I'm saying. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say that either, but that field looks that field is terrible.
0: But this game, because like I only give myself like two or three cheat days a week. This is the day I'm I'm cracking out some beers because this game is gonna be freaking no awesome. You um, it? who who, who are you taking in this one?
1: Man, I'll tell you what, man, I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. and tell you why. Okay, I, like, I don't feel I like comfortable. The, this, I like the Rams. I do like the Rams. <laughs> I like the Rams a lot. This secondary is. Buns. They, damn. Like, it's <laughs> at it, it times. <laughs> I mean, even, especially like, you know, Marcus Peterson's not having a good year. Mm-hmm. So now you're talking about, and it's not even just Tyreek Hill. You know, Sammy Watkins is all the rest of them, you know, and, you know, who's going to guard uh, Kelsey? Uh, you know, who's still, you still got to deal, deal with the Chiefs running game. So, def, you know, and I love Wade Phillips. You know, I think up front, I think they'll be okay. I just don't know if they can hold up on the back end from the linebackers, you know, to the secondary. And, yeah. In reverse, you know, I think the Chiefs have actually gotten a little bit better um, you know, you know, on the back end. Their fronts, you know, is playing they're playing decent uh because mm-hmm. Sutton has got, you know, he's got the defense playing. They played better than they were early on. Plus, I think with the with and it and it may be a wash, but because because Kansas City, you know, practices against this offense pretty much like all training camp. You know, a similar offense to what the Rams run with all the misdirection and the window dressing and things like that, they're not going to be faced by all of that because they, they've they seen that before. You know, mm-hmm. and same thing with the Rams. You know, they, I mean, they've, you know, they see see that as well. I don't know if they've seen as much, you know, with Andy Reid, you know, as Andy Reid throws out because Andy Reid pulls out stuff from from the damn late 80s that I hadn't seen it like forever, dude. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. He's a good coach. So, yeah. So, so, you know, I think they'll hold up okay. It'll be a tight game. Um, and then I think, You know, obviously, and not just because he's a Texas Tech guy. Guns up, by the way. uh, (laughs) All right. (laughs) I mean, I think, you know, right now I think Mahomes is, you know, a little bit ahead of Jerry Goff right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I like Goff, but um, with the offense that he is afforded, uh, I think he's good. But if you put him in, like, let's just say the Jets or the Dolphins, like, is he really that
1: good? Like, Eh. Well, you when you saw what happened, and somebody says play calling, you saw what happened when when Jeff Fisher was there. Jeff Fisher almost ended his career. Yeah, in you know, his first coach, year, and that whole coaching staff. Yeah, dude. A lot
0: of his coaching. I think I, I think he's good, but like yeah. people calling like MVP, one of the best quarterbacks in the
1: league. I'm not going that far. I'm not even going close to that far. Um, sure.
0: I but mean he, I think
1: if he stays if he stays with McVay, because I think McVay is is actually teaching him how to be a quarterback. Yeah. You know, in this league, I think he I think he, he can get there. I think he's getting there where he can be, where he'll be one of the top quarterbacks in the league, though. I think yeah. he can get
0: there. Um so for the sake of just being like a good game, I'm gonna take the Rams and, and I, I think I am gonna take the Rams anyway. Now they've both been a little bit like they, a little bit spotty where they've they've got like the, the Chiefs almost got beat by the Cardinals. Or right? right. they were in a game with the Cardinals last week. But the only reason I'm picking the Rams is literally the only reason is, I think the Rams have a chance to stop the Chiefs' run game um, yeah. because they have guys like Sue and and and, and Donald. Uh, yeah. and Donald yeah. Where the Chiefs, I don't know, I I do not see them stopping Garley. I I just can't I I can't. Um, so the Rams, if they if they get an interception, they can stop the run game a little bit. I think they have a a, a good chance. So I'm gonna take the Rams. I think it's I think it's a little bit of a coin flip. I think it's me. It's gonna be fantastic football to watch. The Jets have never shown you this type of football.
1: And I I actually, I like that point because I actually thought about that as well, but then I went back, but then I thought about where, you know, they, because the Rams lost uh, Cooper Cup, you know, to ACL, and I'm like, okay, well, that's the extra Mm -hmm. guy in the box. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, so that's, you know, that's what, you know, and I agree with you. I I do think the Rams, you know, could, you know, do a good job of stopping the Chiefs run game uh, and vice versa with the Chiefs. I think Cooper Cup being out now helps. The Chiefs' defense out a lot because now you, yeah. you can kind of commit that extra guy, you know, if mm-hmm. you need to. Uh, cause you it's gonna be like, it's
0: like, gonna be super interesting to watch. That's for that's for damn sure. I'm, I'm I'm I get excited to watch like Bears, you know, Vikings and Chiefs, Rams and yeah. you know, Saints and Rams and like because they're actually good teams. I think the Saints are making the Super Bowl to be to be honest. I think it's gonna be
1: Chiefs uh, Saints this this year. Um, I think so? I'm kind of rolling with that too. I know everybody's like. I mean, like you said it too. Like this may be a preview to a Super Bowl. I was like, uh, I kind of, I kind of like Chiefs. I kind of like Chiefs Saints too.
0: Yeah, but I just yeah. think the Saints, with with having Drew Brees, not having to throw the ball as much because he has a two headed monster, one of the best duos yeah. in, in, a, in a while. Yeah, plus a good defense.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, minus the secondary is a little bit sketchy. But I, 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 think, I think what you saw with the Saints and the Rams is going to happen again in the playoffs. I, I think it's going to be Chiefs Saints. If I had to pick now, yeah. um, now I'll never doubt the Patriots. The Patriots could be the Chiefs, but I, I just don't see it um but but wrapping up um we uh, the first game you took the Seahawks I took the Packers uh the next game I took the Cowboys you took the Falcons next game we both took the or we both took the Ravens against our home against the Bengals we both took the Titans in Indianapolis against the Colts uh I took the Giants in MetLife against the Bucks you took the Bucks we both took the Texans in Washington <laughs> Um, we both took the Cardinals against the, the Raiders um, the next game. We both took the Vikings You know, in Chicago against the Bears. And then I took the Rams. You took the Chiefs. Um, and that's that's it. Uh, Marcus, anything uh, you want to close out with um, before we, we head off? And like I said, we're not going to have a show next week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your yep. travels. Be freaking safe. Don't drink and drive because I'll tell you right now, um, this is one of the d- drunk driving capitals, or the, one of the biggest days in the entire um, – you know, year for drunk driving and cops are looking for, I can speak from personal experience. Don't yep. drink and drive, please. Anybody who's listening to this show, just don't be a freaking idiot. It, there's a, there's an app, you download it, you click a button and there's a car there in five minutes. It's crazy. Like, no doubt. <laughs>
1: <it's> <laughs> no, 20 I agree. Bucks. Yeah. It, like seriously, like, yeah, it all is everybody be safe out there and, mm-hmm. and definitely, yeah, just get your Uber, man, or somebody needs to be a designated <laughs> driver. Just do that, man. I mean, please, yeah. all means, you know, not only, you know, be be conscientious of your life of course but don't be selfish be you know be cognizant of other people's lives as well you know dude. so you're like you know what i'm saying <laughs> so a, like i'm not fleet, gonna get too, too far into yeah.
0: it but i arrested a dude and for drunk driving he was hammered he couldn't even he couldn't even stay awake he's like dude like why are you trying to ruin my life i'm like do you realize that if, if anybody like walked out into the street or anything happened you're gonna kill them like just, just don't be a freaking idiot just right if right. you're drinking take an uber don't be a dick bag yeah um that's that's my advice to you uh, enjoy it though eat a lot of food get fat yes, watch good football food. um and we will be back in in two weeks and like i said we got five five-star ratings this week and two reviews if you can leave a couple more for um getting your thanks to our show and us doing this show for two hours even though we we're talking about a, this goddamn jets team um they do that and we would appreciate it and we'll be back in uh in, in two weeks so thank you everybody for listening yep thanks even